0: Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the In the Life of Jeff show, I am Jeff. Today is Wednesday, June 26th, 2019. Before we get rolling, I just want to thank you guys for listening on Anchor FM and watching on YouTube for every new episode that I post. I truly have an absolute blast doing these and I hope to keep on doing these in the future.
1: We got to learn. We A big Fat Panda. I'm the Big Fat Panda. Skadoosh.
0: Today, on this episode, I have a great guest that is a huge Disney fanatic, a YouTube vlogger, and a Disney insider. Everybody that knows him calls him the Big Fat Panda. He is also known as the Disney expert of all things Disney. Please welcome John Sakari, also known as the Big Fat Panda to thee in the life of Jeff Show. How are you?
2: Good, man. How are you?
0: Tired.
2: Yeah, join the club. I'm glad I finally get to see you and do this.
0: How's life, sir?
2: Pretty good. Sometimes tiring, because I try to do too much, but good. <clears throat> You know how the theme parks can be and it's been hot 101 degrees yesterday. That's crazy. And people don't drink enough water.
0: We finally hit 96 today.
2: Wow. Okay. So you know what I'm dealing with. And then when they do that heat index, it's even hotter. So I'd much rather October, November, December, but I'll deal with it for now. We have no choice.
0: I am great. I am so excited we finally found time for you to be on the In the Life of Jeff show. So, just like I always ask my guest, I have a big question for you. So, can you introduce yourself to everybody and tell us where you are from, what you do, and who you are?
2: All right, that's a big question. Let's see, I'm John Sicari is my real name, like you said. And it was pronounced right, thank you. I don't know how you did that, because I can't even do it on my Siri- John Zachary. Uh It is, uh, I do a YouTube channel called BigFatPanda.com, and other than that, you know, I was a normal Disney-crazed person since I was a kid, but I know you have questions about that, so I'll wait till you get into that. But my YouTube channel has a show, kind of like what you do, and uh, just Disney theme park videos. I love the shirt. That's a big D.
0: It's massive.
2: How are the co-hosts? Are they still asleep? <laughs> Jeff has a pet co-host on his bed asleep.
0: Before we talk Disney and your panda career, can you talk about your early life, how you became a Disney fan and how you became the big fat panda on YouTube?
2: Yeah, we were kind of, I don't know if I would say a poor family. But growing up in New York, Long Island, uh, when you say New York, people think of a city if they're not from New York, but Long Island was a house, a tree, a house. It wasn't the city. And we grew up there and I didn't know that we didn't have a lot of things like we were just satisfied, you know, running through the sprinkler was the summer, the whole summer. And I remember at one point I was probably about five years old and my father said, we're going on a plane and we're going to Disney World. And I, you know, I don't I didn't understand what what even is a plane. It's a bus that goes in the sky. I didn't, I I couldn't conceive of a lot of different things out of my little house area there on Long Island. So we did fly and we got to Disney. And I just remember thinking everything was this huge adventure. But we were crossing the Seven Seas Lagoon and I looked over at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, I won't get choked up. I promise you I'm going to try not to. Jeff wants me to though. I know he does. But I remember just thinking, wow, there's so much more out of my house than I realized. There's castles, and we're going to see Mickey Mouse, who we watched on the, the Disneyland show. And it was just so great. And I remember from that point on being just totally Disney obsessed. After we got home, I didn't go back to Disney for about 10 years, maybe 11 years. But I remember for 10 or 11 years after that, till I was 15 or 16 just thinking about it constantly. So it's still now that I see it often, it's still amazing. I never take it for granted, ever. And then that led into the I whole
0: thing. People do Disney research by watching your videos. I first discovered you ages ago. Then I just had to subscribe. Now I am addicted.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm addicted to you too. And then I should I should answer that other question that you had is where Big Fat Panda came from. Because right, I, I, I needed something, you know, some sort of a name or something. And I, I know Kung Fu Panda is not Disney, it's DreamWorks. But I loved Kung Fu Panda. And at the end of part one, when the villain says to him, you're just a big fat panda, he goes, I'm not just a big fat panda. I'm the big fat panda. And I I just loved it that he owned it and he then had the power to kill the villain. So that was great to me that uh, I just took the words then and, you know, people sometimes say, oh, my God, I, I, they can't say fat. Like, it's a horrible word. It's like, dude, don't worry about it. I'll sometimes have husbands come up to me and say, my wife wanted me to say hello to you, but she isn't sure if that's you. Are you the big, fat panda? And to joke around sometimes I'll be like, excuse me? And the guy will go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll be like, no, it's okay, that's me.
0: So, big, fat panda sort of lives in the theme parks. He practically goes to every Disney theme park, resort, and Universal Studios 24-7, 365 days a year.
2: It just looks that way. It's not 24-7, 365. It's probably three days a week, but it looks like more, which is good. It's supposed to look like more.
0: Have you thought about trying to break Brent Dodge's record at all?
2: No, wait. Brent Dodge has a lot of records. Is this the one where he, he goes on all the rides and all the parks and stuff? Or he hits it? No. I, I will leave that to Brent Dodge. By the way, had I had a vinyl record, I was going to, when you said, have you ever thought of breaking Brent Dodge's record? I was going to pick up a piece of vinyl record, and it would say Brent Dodge on it. I was going to say, yeah, look, crack, but I don't have a vinyl record. No, I love Brent Dodge. He's a, I just saw him in the park recently. He's a really, really nice guy. Have you had him on the show? Okay, I can get him for you on the show, okay, I will work on that, I promise, because Brent needs to do this, uh but yeah, really good guy, and I, I can i I can I'm lucky if I go into one park all the rides. I can't be jumping around too much on my days of park hopping. I hop less. I want to hop less.
0: Brent Dodges, the Disney master who is at every park resort, runs the Disney Marathons coast to coast. He also is an author with two or three books. Am I correct?
2: Yep, from screen to theme, I remember that book. And yeah, that's him. And he's also got uh, Herbie the Love Bug Car. It looks just like it. I'll make sure I uh, mention to him to be on the show.
0: Good old Herbie.
2: Good old Herbie.
0: I met Brent once in 2013. I had a blast meeting him. I was with my good buddy Tommy Desbreze, and they were going to hook up after Mickey. I got invited, and the two of us headed to Gaston before we did Ariel. Brent randomly appeared in. Scared me from behind.
2: Tommy, by the way, is another nice guy. I've never met him, but I know him online. He is always a happy, fun dude, isn't he? Yeah. Tell him I said hello if you talk to him, please, or if you write him. He's always got something nice to say, Tommy.
0: I will. Now, let's shift gears and talk about the happiest place on Earth we call Disney and how it impacts you 365 days a year, 24-7.
2: I, I just shifted gears, by the way.
0: Do you remember what year you started going to Disney and how old you were?
2: Yeah, like I said before, I was about five. That was the first time that I went, but it was only for three days. Oh, I'm sorry, two days. We did two days Magic Kingdom on a two-week trip from New York. We also went to Circus World, which I know you are too young to even know. There was a Circus World in Orlando. It was a theme park all about like Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Circus. I had my face painted as a clown. But yeah, I wish we would have done more Disney and less of the other things. But Dad had to go to, you know, everything that Orlando offered. We were the people that went to the hotel and picked up brochures, you know, and just said, Oh, let's go to Gatorland. Let's go here. There's silly things. I wish we would have done more Disney, but again, I didn't go again until I was like 15 or 16. And then I started to save my money from a, a job I would have. And I would go at least once every two years back to Disney until I was about 30 and moved to Florida. And that was hard because you had to have a job where you could move and, you know, find a place to live and work and try to make a life in Florida. It's difficult when you live out of
0: state. Do you remember your first day in the parks?
2: Yes. Now, I, don't, I won't lie. I don't know if it was the first or second day, but what I remember the most was crossing the Seven Seas Lagoon and being on Dad's shoulders. I do remember that. I would kill Dad now if I was on his shoulders. But he's a big dude. If you saw my father, he's like my weight but a foot and a half taller. So he's he's like me. And I'm gonna see him tomorrow, which is really nice because dad lives in New York and I don't see him. He's about eighty something years old now, maybe, maybe higher. Uh so I'll see him tomorrow because he is down from New York staying with my sister. And my first day in the Disney parks, I also remember Adventureland, there was a lady dancing with a snake. So she had this big boa constrictor on her, real, completely real, and she was dancing with it. I also remember fantasy in the sky fireworks. And I remember there would go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, high above Cinderella Castle in the center of Main Street. And they would do fantasy in the sky. Another reason why I remember it is my father had that, I don't know if you've ever seen old videos. They were old, when I say videos, I mean old 12 millimeter film. And it just, you know, it was just enough blurry It was soundless picture to keep the memories going from that. Uh, I also remember 10 minutes of the film was in my stepmother's pocketbook. Uh, The camera accidentally turned on. So we lived in her pocketbook for 10 minutes. I was like, why did nobody edit the film? I have to look at like a dark wallet for 10 minutes in order to watch my Disney trip. It was terrible. So uh, hold on. Let me think if there's anything else that really stood out. The Haunted Mansion. I remember being petrified of it. And at the time that I first went, Dad had to buy e tickets. So it wasn't like you paid one price and you went on all the rides. Every time you wanted to go on a ride, you had to pay like four dollars. At that time I wanted to go on the haunted after I was scared of the haunted mansion and I went on it and liked it, I kept wanting to go on over and over and over. And I remember Dad saying, I, I can't believe how much this has costing me because I just he, I wouldn't stop.
0: That's great. My first Disney invasion was in the early 90s with a broken arm and a bright green cast.
2: Wait, how did you break your arm? Why? I can't picture poor Jeff breaking his arm. Aw. Now I'm sad. I want to. Okay, don't tell me a person did it to you because I will want to be very mean to this person.
0: I shrinked over a Aww. green fence.
2: All right. But you still went. Did you still get to go on some of the rides? Okay, good. Jeff is telling me, yes, he did.
0: Sadly, I got lost after we rode Pirates of the Caribbean, which is my number one favorite.
2: Where did you get lost? You, you just walked away somewhere? You were... <laughs>
0: We were near the bathrooms outside, and my parents, my brother... My nurse and I were all color-coded, me in bright green cast, blue shorts, hot pink hat. My brother had bright green hat, orange shorts, and my dad had a bright pink golf shirt on. Somehow, either I lost them or they lost me.
2: (laughs) I don't understand how you can get lost with those colors. (laughs) At least if it was nighttime, you wouldn't get lost. You'd look, uh, you know where you'd get lost? In Pandora. You'd blend into the bioluminescence. That's funny. In 2021, we're going to spend a day together, Jeff. I'm coming. We're going to hang out one day. If your parents let me. You're going to be like, who's this weird guy that wants to hang out with us?
0: Somehow I followed this family with the same exact colors and they went right down Adventureland, then down Main Street. Then I realized, wait, why are we exiting? This isn't my family. Then I froze and did a an above face.
2: Oh my God. So you realize it wasn't your family. Do you know, as a kid, that happened to me. I was holding my mother's hand in a mall, and for some reason I let go and then re-grabbed, but I re-grabbed the hand of a stranger. My mother saw this and told the lady to be quiet, don't say a word, and after a couple of minutes I looked up, and I realized it wasn't my mom, and I freaked out, just freaked out. But that sounds a little bit like what you did.
1: Then
0: I walked down Main Street into a shop. Back then... I had no communication devices, so I mostly used my Jeff Ash sign language. A front desk lady alerted authorities that I escaped.
2: This is what I know is the Jeff Ash sign language. And I like it because I understand it usually. That's funny.
0: Then I had two cops and Chip and Dale in Rescue Rangers outfits return me with my family.
2: (laughs) That is so, I wish this was on video. We could make a video of reenactment of this. <laughs> you know how they do like them, the documentaries, they go, this is a reenactment. We should do a reenactment.
0: Do you enjoy people coming up and say, hey, we know you from YouTube, or do you get nervous?
2: You know, I don't get nervous. and I have to tell you, I love it. Not in the sense of like a fame thing, although... There is an ego boost from that. There's no doubt that that's a nice thing. Like if I'm with my family, and somebody comes up and says, "Oh my God, we love your videos. Can we can we get a picture with you?" There's a pride in that. That uh, oh wow, this is gonna get me emotional. There's a pride in that to show dad, like you know, even though I'm not a doctor or a lawyer, look, something's going on, and that makes you feel really good. Uh, it has its negatives and its positives. Sometimes you you do have a focus, but. There's something really nice about connecting with people. But remember, they know who you are. You don't know who they are. I'm sure you might even get this once in a while where people will say, uh, I'll get a message that says, hey, I I hope we could hang out in the park. I don't know them. So I don't know if I want to hang out with you. I understand you know me from the videos. But it's really nice to be uh, recognized, especially something like a little kid, a seven-year-old coming up and saying, Panda, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, Wow. I'm relevant to this little kid's life. Uh, so that's really cool. Really nice.
0: I had it happen only once way back when I first started my channel. A kid in school was entering the YMCA when I was exiting, and he said, hey, good videos then left.
2: Isn't that great? Could you? There's probably a lot of people that do recognize you and don't come up to you also. That happens to me, too, where later on on Twitter, they'll say, we didn't want to bother you. But remember, too, if you were in the parks more, you'd, probably, you'd get it a lot more. You know, if you were in a Disney park, people would know Jeff
0: more. I have a question. Are they super nervous, then clam up and shy when they see you, or are they the opposite?
2: They're so different. There's some that have seen, like there's somebody, let's say, in the UK that watches the show. And all of a sudden, they're in Epcot, and they just see me. And it's weird to them because they just watched me at home. So all of a sudden people will go, could you stop for a second? And I remember this one lady, I said, yeah. And she got on her phone and she went, Emma, you're not gonna believe who's standing in front of me. And I started to laugh because she goes, yep, it's the panda, he's looking at me. What do I do, Emma? And it was so funny. So she was kind of, then I've met drunk people that knew me but they don't hold back because they were totally on the monorail, completely drunk, laughing and I had fun with them. Uh, you have some people who fall to the ground, oh my god, and then you have others who just, you know, quick hello, no big deal. So it really matters on the person and how surprised they are. The weirdest one that happened recently okay, I was online at Epcot to go see one of the concerts, and I was talking about Halloween Horror Nights and all the different monsters I saw. And the Scottish people behind me, I don't know if I could do the accent, went, it's weird, isn't it? It's so weird. I thought that they were talking about the monsters that I was talking about. So I was talking about all the creatures in Halloween Horror Nights, and I keep hearing, it's so weird. It's so weird. And I looked at them, and I said, it is weird. And I talked about killer clowns from outer space. Can we get to picture? I said, what? They said, yeah, it's just weird seeing you. So I didn't get that. They were talking about it's weird that they had just arrived from Scotland. And saw me, so that was kind of funny. I like there's all different, all different encounters.
0: So when you go to the parks, do you have a plan and set where you are on a mission, or do you just blend in with others and do everything?
2: Sometimes I'm just going to have fun and blend in, especially if I'm with family. And sometimes I am laser focused. There are times where, let's say, there's a new show, so I'll be laser focused on having to get in front of the castle, wait there an hour before it starts you know, sweat to death, be in pain in my feet that nobody knows about and then film the show, get out and edit. Whereas other times I'm just going because I really want to go on Peter Pan's flight and the Haunted Mansion again. So it's different. There are times where you're focused and then your focus gets offset because you meet up with friends and stuff and then you miss the show that you wanted to film and that's really bad. So there are some times where friends can get in the way of work because you're actually trying to work.
0: When I go to Magic Kingdom, my one-two punch is always Haunted Mansion, then Pirates, or Pirates, then Mansion, just to get them out of my system. Then after I do those, I do everything else tamed and avoid any coasters or fast stuff or big drops.
2: Now, the the drop on Pirates, I'm guessing you don't consider that a big drop, because it's not. Right, It's it's easy for you. Okay.
0: I love watching Splash. Big Thunder, and everything else fast from outside the gates, but I would never do them. They are just not my type.
2: I couldn't get you on Splash just once, because I think with the restraint, you'd be okay. You're scared of it? All right. You know what, it, what? The problem with Splash is there's so much on the inside that I feel bad if you miss it. But you've watched videos, so you know what's inside? Okay, good. Because people think it's just you go up and you go down. I'm like, no, Splash is a lot more than that.
0: I don't know if it's my disability or I was just born an anti-high speed seeker. I did Flight of Hippogriff at Universal and Cars Land at California Adventure and I loved them. Those are my only two coasters I have done in my lifetime.
2: I'm going to, I don't know this for a fact, because I could be wrong, but I don't think it's your disability. I have a lot of friends that have no disability that I can physically see. And they are not, uh, they, they don't want to go on anything that has drops on it or fast. It makes their stomach go crazy or they're just petrified of it. So I, I think that could be any person. Do you go on mine Train? Not yet. Okay, that one I think you could handle just because it's, it's the drop is probably not much more than Pirate's real, even though it looks higher. And it just curves a little bit. That one you might be able to do. It's not too, too fast. And I think the restraint will keep you nicely tucked in without worry.
0: It was being built in 2013.
2: Oh, that's right. You haven't been there since. All right. Take a look at that one. If you want, I'd even go on that one with you. So let me know. The, the seat is tight, but we would, we'd fit in. We wouldn't go anywhere. That's for sure. Until the restraints go out, we wouldn't go out.
0: The Seven Dwarf Mine Train is a family-friendly coaster in Fantasyland. They were building it when I was there in 2013. I am a big Snow White fan. Love the Dwarves and the Queen, can you tell people about the ride in the queue areas?
2: Yeah, and you know what, the queue area, I haven't seen it in a while because I'm always using the Fast Pass. But it's really pretty and you go through a lot lot of little interactive games, just where you spin barrels of gems and it projects things to the top of the cave. What I didn't realize until late is if you spin all the barrels at once, Snow White gets projected in the center on the cave. So the queue is elaborate and just beautiful. Uh, the coaster is kind of tight, you know, for a big guy. I know when it's tight, but it's still fun. I still fit on it. Uh, it's a little curvy because the space that they have it in is not the biggest space. And you weave back and forth, but the inside part where you see the dwarfs in the, the where the gems shine, I think they say a million gems shine, it is so pretty and so beautiful. And as you go up the chain, it does hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work we go. And that hill, it's not too bad. I think you'd be able to do it. And uh, the witch is saved. She she shows up the hag at the end. So I like that. I was hoping she wouldn't go completely. She scared me as a kid. My God.
0: I am tempted to try it. The only problem is that last hill looks steep. I think I will do fine with the first hill before the tunnel. But I don't know. Hippogriff's hill was big and I was fine on it. I actually got a little queasy when I got off. I think it was one of those unannounced hot days and we waited to do our lunch right after. I was fine the rest of the day. Do you know the max speed for the mine train? Would my little guys like it or will they freak out?
2: You know, I forgot the max speed, but I'm gonna guess at 30, I'm gonna think it, I don't think it goes any faster than 30, but I could be wrong. Uh, Remember too, the hill that looks big, it curves almost immediately, so it never really feels like a bad hill. If you did Flight of the Hippogriff, Mind Train's less. Hmm. It's less than Hippogriff. Hippogriff scared me. I did. I didn't. I thought it was high up, I thought, you know, more than I thought.
0: I love Hippogriff.
2: Good. If you like Hippogriff, please think of trying Mind Train. If I'm there, I'm going to try to go on it with you, unless your family says no. This is our time with Jeff. Go away.
0: in 2006 nearly had me on splash mountain i was perfectly fine up till the loading dock then i suddenly did a about face and said i ain't going on and i just watched them get on then made a kate to the exit with my nurse erica she also chickened out too
2: oh but you were you really you really had intended on going on it until you saw it and then you're like nah all right all right that's okay It's not for everyone, that's for sure.
0: It's funny, I can handle the drop on pirates without freaking out and I love it. I just won't do the big stuff.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: I actually memorized when the drop in pirates is. All I have to do is just listen for the hollerings then I start my countdown from either from five or three pending how far or how loud the hollerings are. My favorite spot is up front first row.
2: The reason why that one bothers me is because it's in the dark. And one day I had on uh, on the camera, I had the night vision on. Do you know it's a really nice looking cave? Like it's not, I don't know why they have it in such pitch darkness because it looks really beautiful around it. Like even while you're going down. But that one scares me because it's in the dark. And then there's a sharp turn right after it.
0: Last time I was on Pirates... We both got completely drenched head to toe. I always film rides and stuff for my YouTube. My camera got sprayed but didn't get drenched. After we found a sunny area, I took my shoes off and I had a mini river gushing out of each shoe.
2: It just matters on how the splash gets you. And sometimes if you survive the hill, you know, the bombs that are the fake bombs that are going off. You can get really wet from them if if they time it the right way. Like, if you're Barbosa, you're going around, and the bomb goes off, I get drenched. Do you
0: know if they changed the boats or water level, whatever they did? I don't approve one bit.
2: I don't think they changed the boats or the water level. You mean because of the guy with the fingers? Somebody hurt their fingers once on the ride, so they didn't change the... Oh, you're talking about getting drenched. Okay. No, first of all, they, they changed the track because of the, the. somebody hurt their fingers on Pirates of the Caribbean. So now you can't put your fingers you, they, it can't get caught between the boat and the track right but no i don't i think the drench only comes because of where you're sitting and the weight of the boat and because sometimes i go on still and it's completely dry it just has to hit a certain few things come together and make a bad splash but it's not all the time so you can go on it again and be totally dry you just never know i would stay more towards the back though just to be safe
0: it's funny. I went on it with Brent and I was bone dry.
2: See? And that happens to me too. Sometimes I, I'm wet, sometimes I'm dry. You. So it's not, they didn't change anything. It's just the way the weight hits. I think if there's more weight in the front, it kind of scoops the water. That's my guess.
0: Before we shift gears and head into your panda YouTube alter ego, I want to touch base on a few important and huge subjects if that's okay with you illuminations reflections of earth was my biggest favorite it's sadly retiring or it already retired
2: not yet september
0: how are people reacting about no more reflections of earth and what are the emotions
2: reflections of earth was only supposed to last i think like 10 months and it wound up lasting, you know many 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 years so i think that people really got attached to it mostly the music and they're sad They don't want to see it go and they're scared of what's coming. The especial scariness is that there is an interim show coming, a temporary show, and then a new final show that they're working on to replace it for, you know, for for eternity or at least, you know, for as long as they they can foresee. Uh, I personally am, am ready to see something new. I will miss the music. I want We Go On to last forever, that music I love but I can see that the, you know, the little ball that comes out like a TV screen, excuse me, they rely on it too much. I think it's starting to break a lot. So I'm going to love to see what they do in the new show, but people are definitely mixed. They're kind of, they know it's time for something new, but they're sad because they're attached to it.
0: What is your thought about it leaving? Are you sad? Are you okay? Or are you thinking, okay, I will try something new? Or are you yelling? Please keep reflections. What's
2: your opinion about it? I'm not yelling. I'm yelling for the music that we go on. I want that to stay somewhere. Even if it's in the park as you leave, I just don't want that to go away. But I'm ready for a new show. Now, the problem could be I heard that the temporary show is great. People that have watched the test and I have not seen the test said that it's really pretty amazing. And it has all the old music that I remember when I went in the 80s to see Epcot. So if you know, I don't know, think you know things like Veggie, Veggie, Fruit, Fruit. I don't know if you know that. That was the Kitchen Cabaret. And these are just little things that uh, the original Journey into Imagination with Pigment, they're all in the temporary show. So if people love the temporary show, I don't know how they're going to then change that again to another big show. But no, I'm ready. I'm ready for Illuminations to, uh, to go. It's time.
0: I love the big globe and the fireworks. I have the soundtrack to it, and often I find myself listening to it.
2: I know. The soundtrack, I think, is the most important. I agree with that.
0: I still haven't seen Festival of Fantasy, the new version of Move It, Shake It, or Happily Ever After. I have seen them on YouTube. Which three are your favorites?
2: Okay. Festival of Fantasy is definitely... Big, bigger than any other parade so much. In fact, they had to change the the things in Main Street. If you remember for Christmas, they used to have the wreaths go across Main Street. Now the wreaths are just on the side, they still look beautiful, but the height was too much. So festival you have to I Okay, there's so much that I want to do when you come in 2021 with you. If you let me I want to see Festival of Fantasy parade with you because your face will just light up and you'll be doing this constantly. I, you didn't even look at the camera. You'll be doing this at everything because it is so, it is so awesome. You're gonna festival is just gonna make your make your day. Uh, also, happily ever after really is amazing. The things they can do to that castle, and if Tinkerbell didn't jump out at the end, I would be very unhappy. But sure enough, instead of coming out in the beginning, she saves the day at the end, and it is you know I, I'll always love Fantasy in the Sky and and Wishes. But let me tell you, Happily Ever After is great. My other favorite is a nighttime parade, and we don't have one anymore. So they have to bring it back. I hear those plans, I don't know when, but I hear they're planning it.
0: The dragon caught on fire too.
2: Oh, yeah, she's back, you know that, right? They redid they re- they re- they re- it about, I'm gonna say two months ago, she returned, beautiful as ever. So uh, yeah, I'm so glad they brought that back. But you know what's weird? I thought they were going to have it breathe less fire because even though they fixed whatever the safety issue was, I thought they'd be scared just to think. No, it breathes more fire now. Really. I'd be like, listen, my dragon's coming back, but it's not going to breathe any fire. Nope, breathes more fire.
0: So what caught on fire?
2: It was, I think it was the whole head. So as the fire came out, did you ever, if you ever have a candle lighter, if even though you face it down, the fire doesn't come back into the machine and blow up in your hand, I think one of something failed on her when it shot out and it went backwards into her, because her whole face just went on fire. I don't know if that was it, but it seemed like that.
0: I wish they kept the old version of Move It, Shake It. It is my ultimate favorite. I hope they keep Happily Ever After so I can witness it. The soundtrack I have is fabulous.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to keep Happily Ever After. I don't remember what they changed too much in Move It, Shake It, because to me that, you know, it just rolls in for a second and kind of rolls out. It's not a real parade, parade, kind of. So I didn't, I didn't notice that one too much. But, yeah, I think Happily Ever After will be here when you come. <clears throat> I don't think that's going anywhere
0: for a long time. Toy Story Land. I am really am to see it with my family. Can you give everyone a summary of Toy Story Land?
2: Yeah, you know, it's not that big, or it doesn't feel that big because the coaster takes up so much land. So let's say you walk in from behind the great movie ride, which is now going to be Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. When you walk in there, you're greeted by Woody, and the coaster starts there on your right. The new entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania is on your left. So you keep going straight, and I mean, you look like you're in Andy's Backyard. Uh, he dressed it up. It kind of looks like Christmas because the lights that are above you are Christmas lights. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can see Andy's footprint all over the cement uh, where he stepped. So you're the size of a toy. The Slinky Dog Coaster is to the right. Straight ahead is, or straight ahead on the right after the coaster is Al- the Alien Swirling Saucers. On the left after Toy Story Midway Mania is Woody's Lunchbox, or is it Andy's Lunchbox? I think it's Woody's Lunchbox. They serve liquor there, so I don't know why Andy or Woody would be drinking, but after a hard day in the backyard, that's what they're doing. Then there's the bathrooms, but what's great about the bathrooms, and I don't know if anyone catches this, there was an old game called cooties. Did anybody ever tell you, ooh, you got the cooties? Okay, that was a thing when I was a kid. Ew, you got the cooties, it was like a fake disease. That you had the cooties and everybody would get away from you because you had the cooties so the the cooties were like these little bugs it was a game and over by the bathroom there's all the cooties where do you think you would get the cooties from the bathroom so it's kind of funny that they put them there (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool uh everything is bigger than life there it's pretty fun
0: every video i see from it i am blown away each time Slinky dog dash thing is my only to be determined ride that I am on the fence about. Again, it's a kid coaster.
2: I don't know. I think it's a little bit more than a kid coaster because there's there's two launches. And they feel like they go fast and you go pretty high up. And that first turn, it's it's a turn. It's, a, it's more intense than a kid coaster. It's definitely a little bit more. I would still try to get you to go on it, but I think you might not
0: i thought only one launch
2: no there's two launches right in the beginning there's a there's one launch the minute you start and then there's the launch in the middle to get you back up the other hill there are no big drops though the drops are all curved you know nothing is straight down or anything like that
0: where at the start
2: The, the the minute you come out and you go to the right in order to get you up that first hill is a magnetic launch not too fast, maybe, maybe 35, 40 miles an hour, but it feels so much faster because you're not in a car or anything like You know, when you're in a car, you go 60 miles an hour, it's not that bad. On a coaster with no windows up, it just feels a lot faster.
0: I don't do coasters. I don't like fast stuff. So Slinky will be a game time decision. What is your take on Slinky? Would my niece that will be four and her brother that will be six do good on Slinky?
2: You know, my nephew Dom is five, and he doesn't, you know, he's not the most brave kid, but he's not scared, and on Slinky, he just loves it. So, I don't know about the four-year-old, but I think the 6 year old for sure. But, yeah, he didn't mind it at five.
0: Star Wars Galaxy Edge, the newest monstrous edition to come to both Florida and California. How are you not freaking out already?
2: I am so looking forward to it. It's August 29th, it'll open here. And I had to send someone to cover it for BigFatPanda.com over in California, so I didn't really see it, but I saw enough videos to get a good uh, idea. But yeah, I'm excited. But I'm most excited for the Rise of the Resistance Dark Ride, and that's not going to be open, I think, for another two months after, maybe even three.
0: Can you give everyone a Galaxy Edge walk? true summary on everything that is coming in different stages and what rides or attractions are in Galaxy Edge?
2: Pretty much everything is open except for that Rise of the Resistance. But Rise of the Resistance is the epic dark ride ace in the whole attraction that they really is going to, I think, blow everybody away from what I hear from the Imagineers. The rest of the land is open. It's The, the big attraction is Smuggler's Run. That's the Millennium Falcon ride. Uh, I think you're going to like that, Jeff. I don't know if you said you were hesitant about that. I don't think that's bad at all. I mean, it's really, it's a simulator and you move around, but I don't think, excuse me, that you move around that violently or anything. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Sorry, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. then uh, around the land and walking is a lot of the shops. I know there's Ronto Roasters for food, which is a quick service. Then there's a t- counter service, which is a little bit more in-depth, and that's the Docking Base 7, I believe. So those are the two places to eat. There's blue and green milk. There is a Doc Andar's Den of Antiquities, where there is an animatronic of Doc Andar, who I don't know what that is, or Dak Andar, as they say. Uh, I don't know who that character is, actually. Uh, and there's kyber crystals that you can get in there. And the kyber crystals are the colored crystals that go into the lightsabers. So you can buy your lightsaber there, or you can go for an even more expensive experience and build your own at Salih's Lightsaber Workshop, where it's kind of like a whole experience that you sign up for, and you build your lightsaber from pieces from scratch. That's pretty cool. I'm not... I'm becoming more of a Star Wars fan, knowing all this stuff, because I want my lightsaber. There's even a build-your-own-droid depot.
0: Anything to do for my two munchkins, or is it all adult stuff? The only questionable kid thing is the Falcon ride. Videos of it look tense when I watch.
2: Not too tense, and I think they can do it. I'm not sure about the four-year-old. I know the six-year-old most likely can. Uh, But yeah, they can go to the droid workshop too and build a robot and pick a personality chip and they can feel like they screwdrived it together because there are the tools from the top that are electric and they help the kids do it and put it together. So they can go home with with a robot that they built that has a personality that they chose that they can use remote control on, that they can talk to and it talks back to them. It's pretty cool. Uh, apart from that, I think just being around Chewbacca and stuff like that, they will probably enjoy that. So I can't see it not being for kids.
0: I am totally fired up to see Galaxy Edge and Toy Story Land when I come in 2021.
2: You are going to have so much to see. It's incredible. I hope you come for enough time.
0: Pandora, the world of Avatar, is Animal Kingdom's newest edition. Can you give everyone a quick summary of the land with attractions and rides, et cetera?
2: Sure. Now, Pandora is a little bit smaller, so it's kind of easier to describe. Uh, But you do walk into the uh, the Pandora. It's just the planet of Pandora. You have the floating mountains that are pretty awesome with waterfalls coming down from them. It's a little awe-inspiring, especially at night when everything becomes bioluminescent. So if you go, try to visit it at night, too, even if it's just to walk around. There's two main attractions. There is the Navi River Journey, which I love and think is very underrated. It, I wish it was longer, and it was probably supposed to be longer, but I heard for budget reasons it wasn't longer. And then there's Flight of Passage, which is awesome, but it's a, you know, it's a big simulator type ride that uh, is, it makes you feel like you flew. You really do feel like you flew on the back of a Banshee. Uh, let me see if I can remember the name of the eatery there. It is, oh, I know, I think it's what to say with an S, but I forgot the name of it. How could I forget the name of the eatery in Pandora? Satuli so, Canteen. It just came to me. Uh, very, really good stuff. Kind of, you know, I'm going to describe it as part Chipotle because you can get a lot of those bowls with either rice or quinoa. They kind of up their food game there, but really good stuff. And then the gift shop there is awesome with all kinds of stuff from Pandora, including Banshee puppets that you can put on your shoulder and uh, talk for you and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, I think you'll love it. You'll especially love the Navi River Journey. I know that. It's so beautiful. There's so much to see. I can go on it over and over and see more stuff every time.
0: I cannot wait to do the Navi River Journey with whoever signs up from my family to go on it with me. Definitely my niece and nephew would love it. What's your
2: take on it? Yeah, I think it's underrated. Some people would be like, ah. I'm like, what? It is so beautiful inside. The sounds, the music, the different animals. There's so much little things to see. And then there's things that they tell me are projected onto physical things, but they don't look that way. And I still stare at it and go, that's not. That's a real thing. I I can't figure out how they do some of the things. And then, of course, that animatronic of the shaman at the end is just incredible as you as i watch her i think wow my eyes are getting a million dollar feast right now and i just don't want to stop looking and i can't wait to go back on it so i can look at her again she's really amazing it's the shaman animatronic she's got to be their most advanced animatronic i think we're getting similar ones in uh,
1: star wars <laughs> looks awesome
0: i have seen videos and i am totally blown away sadly i don't think i can do it i have short arms and legs plus when the thing does the dive bomb it looks terrifying and i hate sudden drops do you think i can do it what is your review on flight of passage
2: it has the strangest restraints in the world they have to clip your calves and then they have to clip your midsection So I don't know if they have it in a way that you might be able to do it. Even when I go, sometimes my calves, they they will say it's too big for it. Sometimes I'm fine. It matters on who I get that locks me in. Sometimes I got to just give a little kukunk. Um, But the dive bomb is, some of that's more video than physical. So Yes, it does drop, but I would say it only drops maybe five or six feet in each direction, and then the video takes over to feel more. So the drop, if you think about it, is probably half the size of the Pirates of the Caribbean drop. It's just in your mind. So when you do the dive bomb thing, it does feel like you're doing it. I'm not going to lie. I'll go, ah, and you feel like you dropped really far. But that's just because you only dropped like five feet, and then your mind just plays the trick on you because of the video.
0: Are the motions and movements like soaring?
2: Definitely more, more, more intense than soaring. With soaring, you're kind of gliding, and you're not really going up and down. With this, I would just say five feet up. So you're going five feet up, five feet down, five feet up, five feet down, and then side to side. The side to side is not much, but that five feet, when you're watching the video and you, they drop you fast, it just feels you know, oh like they get you. But it's still fun if you can. If you can do it. I would definitely do it you just have to tell yourself it's a video and know that you're not really falling as far as you think
0: last but not least the 50th anniversary for walt disney world is in 2021 what are you hearing as rumors any new shows attractions besides ratatouille at epcot france coming can you share anything or is it top secret
2: they're keeping a lot of stuff top secret but i heard that they're planning to have 50 new things that doesn't mean 50 new great rides yeah but that could mean maybe a hot box ghost added to the haunted mansion would be one a new treat could be another but all together it's supposed to be 50 new things for the 50th anniversary so yeah G- uh, tron will be one of them the tron coaster i know you're not going on the tron coaster but it's going to be fun to at least watch and look at uh do you know if you're going to be here after the 50th or before you don't know okay it doesn't matter i mean the 15th the isn't until october 1st so chances are you'll be here before because then the year will be almost over but yeah i think there's going to be a lot of new things definitely ratatouille guardians of the galaxy ride another coaster that i know i'm scared of that one too spinning me around up in the building uh I'm hoping there's still a lot more that they're not telling us. And I think there is. Oh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And you'll definitely be able to do that. You'll love that, I think.
0: Now, let's shift gears for the final time and talk about your career as Big Fat Panda on YouTube. When did you officially start and what made you decide? I want to make people smile by providing Disney World videos.
1: That is
2: exactly what I thought about when I decided that. Uh, And I also had fun doing it. So I wanted to do it. As a kid, I made terrible videos. That's how I learned how to make videos because I would be like jumping around. They'd be like, John, please stay in one spot. Stop moving the camera like it's on a bungee cord. And I got the message pretty quickly. uh, That I think I started, wow, I think it's five years ago. No, it could be six. I don't remember. I know it was July, but I don't know what year it actually was. And then I thought, all right, I should have a, Uh, show to go along with the video so that I could be more of a commentator on them rather than just showing a video and uh, yeah it was fun and that's that's what I thought was being the an ambassador of magic
0: did you magically come up with the idea or did somebody suggest it to you did you have goals or plans your videos each time get massive amount of views and feedback
2: you know, and listen, sometimes we don't get as many views as I would like. But no, I, you know, I think when you start this type of thing, if you start it with goals, like some people start it with the goal of making money, and they usually aren't successful. It has to be your passion. I think you have to love it and want to do it no matter what, no matter what it is. Even though, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's not good to have goals. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the goal has to be that this is my passion. I'm doing it no matter what. And then good stuff just seems to fall into place and follow. So I never thought of making money with a YouTube channel, ever. I actually thought it would never happen because in order to make your first $100 on YouTube, it's difficult. And then all of a sudden money started to come in and sponsors and, and Disney started to contact me and that's, that was a big deal. And that I never thought it ha- would happen that way. But I see people who plan that and say, I'm going to start my blog or my channel because I want to be in the media events. It doesn't work like that. They have to contact you for, for, because they see it's, it's a genuine passion.
0: How has your big fat panda alter ego impacted you as a Disney nut and YouTube? What is the fun parts do you see yourself seeing? Dude, I need to slow down or do you see yourself getting creative and creating new things?
2: Yeah, you know, I okay. First of all, not too much of an alter ego. Panda's pretty much me. Uh, The big fat panda is because of the name, you know, from Kung Fu Panda. But I don't think I'm much different in real life, John, than Panda. I might curse and say bad words at Halloween Horror Nights that I don't want you to know about. When I go through those haunted houses, I can curse out a few ghosts, I'll tell you. And Panda wouldn't do that, but I do it. But Panda's pretty much me otherwise. Uh, And yeah, I think I see myself getting a little bit more creative because I'm doing things I normally wouldn't do. I just did a toy review. I've never done a toy review. You know, I just did... uh, I dressed up as Hades, a fat Hades from Hercules, and those are things that are really out of my comfort zone, even though I'm confident in performing. I'm not confident in dressing up and doing things like that. I don't do that stuff, so I'm, I'm trying to do different things. Tonight, I might try to make a video of Wizards Unite, the uh, the new game on the, uh, the uh, iOS and Android. It's a Harry Potter game, and I might go to Universal Studios and show how it works in the land, but Jeff, if you haven't played it, <laughs> Excuse me, let me know. You should download it for your device. Wizards Unite, it's brand new, it's Pokemon Go, but it's Harry Potter. And you don't have to be a Potter fan for it. Good. You did download it? You did, okay. You gotta let me, give me your friend code if, you, if you're playing it so I can play it along.
0: I have a quick side hobby that I want to quickly touch base on. You are a regular guest on the Diva Dish Diz podcast. I interviewed Christine Fox recently and she said you are now known as one of the divas. How do you feel?
2: I she she says devo sometimes. I don't I didn't even know there was such a thing. There's a diva, the girl and the devo the guy. Uh, I like I enjoyed Christine Fox. She is one of the funniest people and I'm sure you know that by now.
0: I recently interviewed her.
2: Do you want a minute? Do you have that other question there about the coaster cuz I, I that's a funny one, Jeff.
1: <laughs>
0: Christine told me the story about her riding Slinky as your big finish. Can you retell the story about her and Slinky?
2: Jeff, this is so funny to me. And and listen, I want you to know this comes from love. I love Christine Fox. Christine, if you're listening, I love you. But she is dizzy sometimes, Jeff. Jeff, you know that Slinky Dog is a roller coaster. I know it's a roller coaster. As we watched it be built, we knew it was a roller coaster. There were tracks. There was a Slinky Dog. You see it. It's called Slinky Dog Roller Coaster. Before you get on the coaster, whether it's day or night, you walk up to it you see it going around, you see the track. It is plain as your house in front of you if you're opening the front door. You can't open the front door to your house with your eyes open and not know you're going into your house. She, you even walk over a bridge where the coaster is going under the bridge and then you sit in the coaster that you can see, it's a roller coaster. After, six seconds of it starting to move. She goes, oh my God, this is a roller coaster. Are you kidding me? Oh my God, this is a coaster. Nobody told me, I can't believe. And I'm like, is she serious? She was dead serious, did not know it's a roller coaster. So now she could like eat a hamburger and be like, that was a burger? Because how did she not know this was a roller coaster? I think, I almost think she's kidding me, but she's not. She literally did not know. Talk about being oblivious to what's around you.
0: Well, I thank you for coming to chat with me. I had a blast and a half. As my final question, where can my people come find you on social media? Can you close it out by giving everybody links?
2: Yes, thank you. BigFatPanda.com connects to the YouTube channel, Big Fat Panda, which is just easier for me to make a website to connect. Uh, big fat panda show is on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I have a group called pandemonium. Uh, so that's probably the best way to join in the fun Uh, pandemonium is, uh, you can actually get to bigfatpandemonium.com goes right to the Facebook group. Uh, are you in the group? I hope you come into the group if you're not, I don't know if you are Jeff. I haven't seen the post in it. I just started it like last month, but it's pretty fun. I forget Okay, good. I post some more personal stuff in there that I wouldn't post on my normal uh, page.
0: I think I am in, but I forget.
2: Okay, I'll check.
0: I hope I see you in the future my next disney trip invasion is going to be with my entire family in 2021 i haven't picked a month out yet i am excited though
2: all right i hope you have at least an an, an, to get lunch with me or something with the family let them know that i want to i want to come and say hello i know you're going to be busy but at least i'll say hello maybe get one ride in and yes we will talk soon on facebook and uh Let's see, i when this comes out, send it to me so I can share it. Will do. Thank you very much, Jeff.
0: Well, that's all for today's episode. I want to thank my guest, John Sakari, also known as the Big Fat Panda, for joining me on the In the Life of Jeff show. I absolutely had a blast talking about all things Disney and YouTube related. Join me next time when I do a recap of my high school reunion. I had a blast seeing everyone at my reunion, saw a few surprises too. Please subscribe to The In The Life Of Jeff Show on YouTube, Anchor FM and everywhere else. Thank you guys for listening and watching. This is The The In The Life Of Jeff Show saying goodnight and have a fantastic week.
1: Peace.